1: This is episode number 127 with our guest, Jim Caruso. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Well, hey there, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. And I love these kinds of episodes, as I've mentioned before. And by these kinds of episodes, I mean one where I am in studio face to face with a brilliant entrepreneur. Today is no different. I'm sitting here right now with Jim Caruso. What's going on, Jim?
0: How are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Absolute pleasure. You are the founder of Apollo program, which we're going to get into, but I want to jump right to something that took place. Uh, Our sound technician asked you to move a little closer to the mic and you solved that problem uh, very efficiently by just (laughs) dropping the armrests of the chair so they would fit under the desk. And I want to make that point that isn't that a required strength of an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I would say uh, beyond that of anyone uh, these days, <laughs> right. but, but, yes, but, no, and- but, but more acute, I'm, I'm with you, more acute uh, in an entrepreneur, cult, you know, ship culture. Um, at the end of the day, you know, people ask what, what I do, you know, and I say solve problems, right? And, and how fast and how well you do that, um, I think is part of it. And then the second part is how well you communicate it.
1: Is that a muscle? Is that just something that like how to solve problems? Do we cultivate that by figuring out what our own version, like what problems we are required to solve day in and day out and strengthening that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think a lot of it is, is environmental. I think a lot of it is, um, you know, having the freedom to go do what you need, you know, to, to have the ability to, um, Figure out how to solve things on your own, not be, you know what I mean? I think, I think that's part of it. I think the other part is that, um, it's, it's not easy, right? It's something to so your point about must, you know, I know, yeah, yeah like it, it is something you have to work at to to strengthen, right? It's not something where, um, you know, you come in the morning, you know, I see a lot of people and there's no, not, not good or bad, but you know, you have their list of 10 things and you kind of check them off, right? And that's a very linear way, right? Of approaching things. And I think a lot of the way that, most of the education, everything else, you know, not to make it so big, but that's kind of how we're trained, right? Is, you know, you've got these things in front of you, you knock knock them out and and it's obviously much more complicated than that, right? You're going to have things come up that you never envisioned. You're going to have problems that, you know, you didn't even know you had to solve, right? Arise. And I think it's all part of that kind of reading and reacting to all those things that, that separates out a lot of uh, a lot of people that are, you know, of different levels of success.
1: So keeping down this path, it seems like the the entrepreneur, the business owners Their part is a fewfold, right? It's assessing that, oh my goodness, there is a problem that needs to (laughs) be solved. Right. Admitting that you have the problem, right? Which sometimes they're not right, they're gonna turn a blind eye for whatever reason. So first you have to understand that there is a problem to solve. Then you almost have to figure out, okay, am I solving it or am I delegating, right? Or am I getting somebody else to solve it? Is that the next step?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know you you listed in in that loaded statement that you just had you unpacked like 20 things that you know that happened right which i've seen is is, you know, one thing I talk about a lot with people, right, is reading and reacting, right? So I think most of the time you see, you see this in sports, I think more than anything is that, you know, people go, well, how are these coaches or these teams successful? And these aren't. And more times than not, I find, you know, there's talent, you have to have talent. But beyond that, the ones that, you know, and the teams that tend to do better, I've always seen this kind of commonality, which is they read, you know, they have a system, they have a system in place, they have a game plan, but they're willing to change it, to throw it out, to upend, whatever Whatever it is, they're willing to operate, yeah, sure, within the guidelines of what they what they have and what they went into the thing with, but realizing if things aren't working, if things aren't going their way, they're gonna pivot and they're gonna change and they're gonna move in a different direction. It sounds simplistic, but you'd be surprised how it's very um, I think, atypical and not so much of a natural thing. People kind of want to go in with the plan they had, convinced it's gonna work and just kind of keep working till it works, as opposed to saying, listen, this is what's happening. We got to read read the situation and react. And maybe it, it might. Calls uh, for a minor, you know, course correction or a very large one. Um, and so and then the second part of what you said is spot on, which is, you know, you can't scale yourself, right? right. So you've got, you can only scale yourself so much, I should say. Uh, so you've got to figure out how to get other people and put those people in the right position to do the right thing, right? And it, very simply do the right thing, but also then obviously be successful in doing it and empowering them to do it. So, you know, most of my job, I always feel is not is so much me kind of coming in and helping, obviously read a situation or, or 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 problem solve. But then you know I've got to then be able to say, hey, this needs to now happen, and these are the people who need to do it, and kind of me and move on to the next thing.
1: So let's talk about Apollo Program, which is your company. Yep. Uh, what problem are you solving, and for who?
0: Yeah, sure. So we solve uh, a pretty large somewhat, you could always say nebulous problem, but one that faces all brands, right? And all marketers, which is how do I create the most relevant possible um, communications, whether those be advertising, whether it be content, whether any any communication or outreach to consumers, how do I create an incredibly relevant content to put in front of people that's going to make them want to work with us or buy our product or purchase our service, right? Um, and the approach that's kind of different from how, how we take the approach is that um, how could you hope to be relevant in your communications if you don't know anything about the people you're speaking to? So we're talking about marketing? Correct. Yeah, marketing. Okay. So writ large, marketing strategy, developing communications plans, content, creative development, media media strategy, um, media plans. Um, how, does, how do I take a business and figure out where, when, and how to place my dollars when it comes to my marketing decisions um, based not on what I want to do and where I want to communicate, but based on what people want, what people want to hear from me, what's going to be most relevant to them um, and using that as a lens by which um, you know you ultimately will be more successful if you're more relevant, right? And you've created a better connection with consumers.
1: So if I, if I bring you on to work with me and my company for that end, mm-hmm. you don't just say, you need video. That's what you need, right. just, <laughs> right. just, just blind. Like video's right. all the rage today. You got to make more video. You will only arrive at perhaps that kind of conclusion after some- um,
0: Analysis- Yeah, you got it. That's exactly right. So instead of, um, kind of knowing where the, where the end is, it's kind of about discovering the journey. So we use the, um, the word hypothesis a lot, right? We have a bunch of hypotheses. We think video might be relevant because a lot of people are spending a lot of time watching video, right? We think this might be a good channel for you. We think podcasting might be a good channel for you to promote your services, but we don't know right instead of me guessing or pretending to know i'd rather have uh us have the ability to monitor um and and analyze consumer behavior observed consumer behavior right seeing what people are actually doing my not just consumer what they t- Yeah you you being obviously not you but right. anonymous you but the consumers um, and, of in aggregate brand. exactly right yeah wow. or of any brand right out there so looking out and saying hey if i'm a if i'm a company that wants to advertise widgets who are those we're just going to be relevant for? What group of the population? Maybe coming up with a few hypotheses about those different groups, what we think they might be, going looking at the data coming back then with recommendations to your point, not just, hey, now we know about them. Here's a bunch of things that we're going to tell you about their behaviors, but here's how to translate those behaviors. So the, the science part of it into the storytelling part, right? Here's how we're going to translate those behaviors into a cohesive strategy that allows us to figure out the right touch points, the right time, and ultimately, and m- most important, the right message, which I think kind of gets glossed over a lot, right? Hey, we want to be on sports programming. Let's put our ads on sports programming. What are we saying when we're there, right? Why are we saying it?
1: So you're an advertising and marketing guy. Yeah, that's your strength.
0: Yeah. For the last nine years, I've been in the uh, you know the advertising, ad tech, marketing technology industry. You always wanted to do that growing up. Uh, no, didn't, uh, no, not at all. Didn't know anything about advertising until about nine years ago. Oh, I can't uh, wait to connect this doc. <laughs> yeah. You found um, yourself somewhere that previously myself, you didn't know anything yeah. about. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, so been in tech, you know, had always been, um, interested in using, uh, we, we kind of started with this, yeah. right. That problem solving mentality, um, the creative elements of that problem, you know, uh, of that problem solving mentality. Um, but I'm, I'm no artist, right. I'm not, you know, a, a drawer or a painter or any of those things. So, um got into technology to be able to use technology as kind of the the the, the canvas to do that, right? So I, I don't know how to draw or paint, but I can help to build technology and software by piecing together, you know, often disparate things that don't seemingly correlate and using that knowledge to help make consumers' lives better, right, or our customers' lives. Um, so in 2010, um, Applied for a job building technology at uh, an ad network at a, a you know advertising network and didn't know what a cpm was, didn't know all these didn't know anything about advertising yeah quite honestly and um a funny story actually you know they said well we want to hire you but um turns out the guy internally took your job uh you know the job that was just position that was open so i said all right no worries we'll stay in touch um you know fast forward a year later so six months later maybe was on uh, my honeymoon in italy with my wife We got an email. Why am she goes, why is she still annoyed by why I was checking my email? Um, (laughs) And they go, Hey, you know, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the guy who took the position now wants to hire someone underneath him on his team. So do you want to come in? So that's how I got into advertising.
1: That's amazing how, (laughs) how things line up like that. Um, Let's go back to the beginning so we can (laughs) connect that. What was life like growing up for you?
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, spent, uh, grew up in New Jersey, spent a lot of time with family, had a lot of family around us always. Um, my parents, uh, got divorced when I was, uh, about seven years old. Um, my dad moved out to California at the time. So, uh, it was me and my mom at, at home. Um, so, and I was an only child. So I spent a lot of time, you know, do, uh, playing on my own, obviously with friends and family as well. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's kind of how I grew up. Yeah.
1: What did you begin to to tell yourself about the world around you because of those circumstances and how you found yourself living?
0: Yeah, I, I and I, and I think this could be, you know, I'll be very careful about the words I choose here because I think there is an element of um, you you learn about a little bit about adversity, right? And not that you know, having my situation is nearly as adverse as some out there, but know, it's your version of it. My at, version. at the moment. Yeah, exactly, right? And and what you you know, I think. What it, to me and, and seeing, you know, my, my mother go and, and then, you know, go back to work, get back into work after having been, you know, uh, out of the workforce when after she, uh, you know, she had me and stuff, you know, is you've got to um, you've got to face that adversity right? You've got to mow it down and, and no one's going to do that for you. So you can either let it, let it happen to you, right? And you can be crushed by the weight of it, or you can kind of push through and persevere. And I think, um, you know, I see that now I, I see it with so many people and, and whether or not it's um, new to them, meaning they haven't had much and they have to face it for the first time or they've had it and they've, you know, they, you can let it easily, easily. You can become, it could become an excuse, right? You can use Ooh. it as a crutch, right? And you can use it to excuse a lot of things. And, um, yeah, that's again, depends on the situation. But, but I think to me, that's the biggest thing that, that came out of those years was the idea that, you know, um, a, if I was going to do anything, it had to be because I was going to get it done. Right. No one was going to give me anything. Um, per se, I wasn't, you know, I was gonna have to fight for it. And B, uh, was that there was always going to be an obstacle. There was always going to be adversity. Um, and I think how you internalize and deal with that is, is a big part of success.
1: Well, who, who famously said the obstacle Is the way.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, And you know, there is no easy way. There is no shortcut. Um, I think it's it's a matter of you know how you how your mentality right to approach it, and then how hard you work uh, at it. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in you know a lot of this is just hard work. It's just hard. It's just putting in the time, putting in the work, um, and not that it's always going to turn out the way you anticipated. But good things will happen, right? And you know, I, I, I truly believe that. If you, if you keep working and you put everything into it and you do it with in an ethical and a way, you know that that good things will ultimately happen, whether those you know those line up the way you thought or completely different. You know, it's kind mm. of, that's part of the journey, right?
1: Yeah, my story is I spent decades hiding behind fear, showing up in all these situations, needy, desperate, seeking approval of others, uh, aware of my skill, ability, power, and talent, but chose to avoid that because I didn't want anybody to get you know um, intimidated by it or or like retaliate against it and all that stuff. So I just put it aside, showed up. You you could relate to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely i mean i think for me um the first part what you said specifically of like you know wanting people to like you right wanting to be accepted i think you know that's always been my way you know uh we were having a company off-site actually last week and so we were going around the room and they were joking one of the things they were gonna say was like okay, everyone has to do something that makes them uncomfortable. And they're like, hey, Jim, you have to now say something about everyone in the room, um, say something bad about everyone in the room, <laughs> like something negative. Because they knew I wouldn't, I couldn't do it, right? Like, that's just not who I am, right? I'm like very adverse to your point of like, upsetting people, like getting people angry, you know, having people dislike me or, or not like me because of my point of view. And so therefore, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the The result of that is you end up kind of being quiet, right? You, mm. you don't. You don't want to be. You know, if you you go well, if I don't say anything, I won't have that reaction, right? So I yeah, I completely understand you know, where you're coming from on that side.
1: And and my brand because of all that is called the hidden entrepreneur. So how have you found personally you show up into the world and in family and in social and of course in business balancing the, the voice, the power that you need to lead versus, right. you know, playing quiet and under yeah. playing
0: everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it is a balance to your point. So there's the element of, um, you know, you have to be a big, the biggest believer in what you're doing, right? Whether it be a company, whether it be, um, you know, any, anything you're doing, it doesn't have to just be limited to business. Um, you've got to be a big believer in yourself, right. And, and your, and, and whatever, whatever form that may take. Um, and you, at the same time, you know, have to be cognizant of, uh, listening to people, of understanding people of, uh, you know, not going into the land of arrogant, right, with it, you know, so it is a balance. Um, I think I've I've personally spent a lot of time um, doing this, you know, internally. I think a lot of this is internal, you know, kind of soul searching for lack of a better word, right? But trying to understand what is it that you're actually afraid of, right? What's the worst that can happen? What are all those negative things that kind of can live out there and consume you? Um, Like to your point, you know, you have to kind of, contextualize those and put those in a place where you can actually deal with them one thing at a time, right? And that kind of goes back to the way we started the conversation of like problem solving, right? If you just leave it out there as this big kind of dark thing, right? You you're not going to be able to actually solve it. So what I've tried to do a lot, I think is break down, you know, you rattled off a couple things, uh, uh you know, of, uh, being afraid to be accepted, you know, and so forth. Like how do you break those down individually and then say, okay, like, let me start to address those, right? What is it about this? That's actually so scary, right? Is it because I'm going to tell, I'm going to have an opinion or a point of view that's going to upset the way that people have been doing things, you know, and in in our, in, in the case of, you know, the company is going to be disruptive to other you know, people in the market. Is it personal? Am I just personally afraid of, of the reaction of, of, of failure, right? Of not having the company be successful? Um, is it my family? Am I afraid of letting down my family? I mean, there's so many elements to it. And, um, you know, I think that's the hardest part is, is breaking those elements down into something where you can actually manage through it and, and turn the corner on it, as opposed to letting it become just completely overwhelming.
1: It's so interesting to hear it like that because I've done that work and I have arrived at that. It's it's almost a, a couple of different things. I would never, when I started, when I finally put my own foot down yeah. and said, uh, you know, part of the the big moment was now I have two children, right? right? I have right. a six year old and a four year old. And early on, I realized that, oh, okay, I'm the child in this relationship <laughs> here. Um, right. I, and I knew I always wanted to be a father yeah. all my life. And I was like, I probably enjoy that role. Now, given that chance, I'm like, I can't continue to show up like this and then have that be the way they see me. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. So that was my last straw. And I said, okay, now the work begins. And I thought all the people that I surrounded myself with who were, you know, all unhealthy relationships, because that's all I cultivated because I was needy and insecure. I thought when I started inching into the confident role and the able role, which I always had, I thought that they would retaliate. And yep. I didn't feel strong enough to stick up for myself if they said something, which is, you know, if I corrected them in any way, like, well, oh, yeah. no, no, that's not actually correct. It's like, if it's even factual, I, I couldn't say, <laughs> I couldn't correct people because now I'm right. shining the light on them and making them feel a little embarrassed. Yeah. So just to, um. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you
0: that. yeah, I think, um, you know, that. The, the emotion that you're tapping into is so real, I think, in so many aspects, you know? And I think it's just, what I like to think of is, you know, in a startup environment, in a, in a, uh, in a small company, you know, everything is magnified, right? So these things that, to your point, like, can kind of get shuffled under the rug, you know, and, and ignored, like, you can't run away from anything, right? Like, if you have uh, the, you know, you meaning me, or, or anyone yeah. have those issues, not you, um, you know, you, you, you can't run away from them, right? You you are to your point, whether it be the leader of the family or leader of the company, right? You you now have to, you know, you're exposed, right, in some way. So um, I think that that's incredibly difficult. And I think the other thing is, you know, the, the two sides of it are, Who who am I at work and who am I at home and and how how closely aligned are those two things right how how similar are those and and I think some people you know have an approach very much where it's like this is what I do for a job and then this is me right and when you're uh, when you run a company and it is your life right it becomes very hard to separate those things out so you have to um, really 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 work to be careful to have the negative things that are inherently part of a startup or any, and not just a startup, but any business, right? And you face adversity, whether you're part of a big company and you lose a deal or a small company, whatever it is, you know, having those things become just so um, impactful uh, outside of work right? Because your emotions are so raw as, as you're dealing with them on a, on a daily basis in work, you know, how does, how, how does that then not, how do you try not to let that impact your personal life? That's something I've really worked hard to, 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 to kind of work or try, I'm trying to work through and right and try to reconcile.
1: When was there a time that you were faced with personal fear in life or business, some regard, fear, you acknowledged it, you easily could have gotten um, paralyzed by it, but you said, "Gotta, I have to. I I have to walk right through it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it's it's honestly happens like every other day, I feel like in our our company because there's these things where, you know the loss of a big deal or a bad email from a client. I mean, these things that are again, so magnified when you're, you know, you're walking such a tightrope, right. To try to to get the business to a place, uh, you know, to grow it and to be successful, um, any one of those things can knock you off the line. Right. And you put a lot of time into a big pitch or whatever it might be, you don't win it, you've got, you know, that could be debilitating. I've seen it happen to other people, you know, and I've seen it happen to other companies where, um, you know, those kinds of things can then just disrupt everything. And you've got to, and I've had to do this, you know, like I said, over the last few weeks and months, always continually try to just keep things in perspective. You know, I I know it's a, it's a kind of a cliche saying, but it's so true, right? It's, it's, these things are things that are going to happen inevitably. um, And it's about how you deal with them, how you overcome them. And especially when you have others around you and other people um, relying on you to overcome them, I think it just, it just puts that much more pressure on it. Um, But, but the flip side is that you know, you can't let that pressure, you also can't have it be where you're the only, the, the person dealing with that pressure, right? Mm. There's a reason why you've hired other people or have family or friends or whatever it is. And those people, and I, I, it's kind of interesting, it relates back to your point in a way, which is, it's almost like, you know, uh, that fear of making your problems other people's problems. Right. That's a very like inward perspective, right. Where in reality, like you were saying, you know, I think and getting to and alluding to in your point, it was like, no, actually other people are, you know, it's a reciprocal thing, right? They have things they're bringing their, their problems and issues to you. And they're looking to you for advice and you can do the same, you know, you can do the same and not have them be like a wise, you know, I don't need to deal with his issues. Right. Yeah. Your, your
1: company, Apollo program. Yeah. One of the, one of the main objectives is to help the companies arrive at these specific data points of their audience, their, their consumers. Yeah. Um, not everybody has that ability to right to, mm-hmm. um, hire a company like you. So what's the importance of that to even the just starting out entrepreneur, somebody, you know, j- j- just knowing their yeah. market, right? Is, is that the deal?
0: Yeah, it, it is. So, and I think there's two elements. I think there is the element of, um, at a high, high level, put this Paul to the side for a second, customer driven development, right? Being able to say, I'm going to listen to my customers. I'm going to listen to what my customers want, um, and 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 react to that and drive my business, whether it be a product or a service or whatever it is, through the lens of solving those people's problems, right? As opposed to me kind of having an idea of what I want to do and pushing it out in the world, right? Which is a very different way of about going about it. So whether you work with us or not, right? There's that mentality that has to kind of override. What you're doing i think at, you know at the next level down is yeah being very um careful being very cautious about what it is you're putting out into the world from a marketing standpoint right what messages how does your brand represent itself um what are the tools in which you're doing that and being thoughtful in all of those decisions right i think at the end of the day while we like to think you know, we're helping accelerate and really um, you know, help people master some of those things because of the, the view that we have and the data that we have and the platform that we've built and the technology, um, there's a lot of steps to get there right and it starts with kind of the right mentality and then it also starts with a very thoughtful way of approaching this thing as opposed to a hey just because I have all these tools right just because I can advertise on Facebook or Google whatever it is just because I can do all those things doesn't mean it's the right thing right and that's more of a philosophical thing than a, yeah. than a technology thing
1: so let's talk about um, what's the phrase um, uh, taking your own medicine
0: you yeah. as a company <laughs>
1: you must do this how do you market you do your own data research and then how does that specifically look yeah
0: yeah you're right yeah so that, that old phrase of kind of dog food in the product right that's yeah what they say yeah so um that's exactly right like we there's two things in which in ways in which we do this one is that we've built a, a software platform that allows us to go in and to mine all of this data and have it visually you know accessible to someone right so it doesn't just require someone with a phd or a data science degree but it, we want to make that accessible um, part of that access is um, us using the product every day right? So when we go in, it's not like we've developed a product, a software product that we're going to sell to clients. We've never used it. We use that every day today internally for your own, for our own purposes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we use that every day and that helps us to get really smart because if we can't find it valuable or useful, Mm -hmm. right? A client's not going to. So
1: from there, do you, um, do you cold call? Do you lead gen? How do you, what's your method?
0: Yeah. So a lot of it right now or up, up the last, you know, 18 months or so of it has been networking, right? Going through my network um, a lot less of cold call outreach Um, we're now just actually starting um, in the last two weeks or so to get to move more of that right to get our message out there more broadly than just all the people I know and the people they know so um, you know and with that to your point comes a lot of the same um, mentality that we're bringing to clients, right? Wanting to be really smart about who we're communicating with, what we're telling them, why we're saying it, um, and figuring out how to become relevant to them. So using, you know, we've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of good clients so far and a lot of great brands work with us. Um, We want to be able to to use those proof points and use those case studies um, to go after the right people and show them why it's going to be relevant for them instead of just kind of broad generic messaging. So yeah, absolutely, you know, using the same mentality that we bring to clients in our own in our own marketing.
1: You believe everything happens for a reason?
0: Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think so. I, I, think that everything, you know, uh, yeah, it's a phrase I've used quite often. You right? found that to be true in your life? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you don't always knows, know, no know what those reasons are, nor will you ever know sometimes what those reasons were or are. Um, but that's certainly, uh, you know, kind of the mentality or outlook that I have on things. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's powerful for you and anybody listening to, uh, keep your eyes open for the opportunities.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you just don't know where they're going to come from. You know, the story I obviously gave earlier, you know, you just never know when these things are going to occur. Yeah. I love that one. And, the, the email. Yeah. yeah, And having the the long view on things, you know, is something I think it kind of fits to, within that saying. Right. Which is, you, you know, there's the short term things that you got to do every day, but there is a long term view on a lot of things. And I think it's incredibly hard for people to have that long-term view or keep that long-term view in perspective, right? And, um, you know, if, if you play that, if you play it out and you have that that kind of outlook on things, um, it changes a lot of the ways in which you act in the short-term, right? Instead of reacting, instead of just kind of thinking, do I need, you know, I, the example I, you know, happens all the time to me is, you know, we'll take meetings and conversations and I'll work with, with other entrepreneurs or other people and people go like, yeah, but like, they're, that, they're not gonna be a client right now. Like, why are you wasting time, right? And, and the answer is like, yeah, they may not be now, but you know, in, in a year and their business, if their business is incredibly successful, who do you think they're going to call first? Right. And that's just a business thing. That's not even a bit, you know, that, that is a very thing of like, oh, that actually might help the company. But in general, you know, I've found that, you know, thinking uh, uh, out in the long term being really, you know, cognizant of never burning bridges, you know, to, to use that phrase, um, and absolutely staying focused on being a good person and helping people. I think if you do those things, ultimately that will lead to, you know, success down the road. So what is the core message
1: we're sharing here?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> so the core message for for me and, and I think for what we do is, um, you know, we're we're focused on on the why, right? Why people do things. Why, why, why should we be out there in the world as a company, advertising, marketing? Um, and I think that critical thinking lens, um, you know, is super important. Um, and I think that applies to more than just, you know, Apollo and our, our mission, but also more broadly in, in life.
1: Hmm. I will leave you with this final question, Jim Caruso, how would you like to be
0: remembered? Um, that's a good one. I, I would, I would love, uh, to be remembered as, uh, you know, someone who really cared about other people, um, uh, really, uh, was uh, thoughtful in what, what I did and how I did it. Um, and, you know, ultimately, um, as, as also the father of, of two, um, you know, by my kids as having the traits that they admire and want to aspire to have themselves. So
1: important. I resonate and relate to so much of that, Thank you, sir, for joining us, for showing up and opening up today. Absolute pleasure, man. Yeah,
0: really a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.